Welcome to the Rookie Leaders Podcast, the podcast of veteran leaders offering leadership lessons to newbies. Whether you're brand new to leadership or expanding your leadership responsibilities, this podcast will provide the knowledge and experience you need to lead courageously and effectively. This podcast is a production of the Credible Leadership Group, a coaching and consulting firm devoted to your leadership development, career advancement, and personal growth. Learn more at CredibleLeaders.com. Now, here's your host, Michael Tanner. Well, hello there, friend. Michael Tanner here, your host. Welcome to another episode of the Rookie Leaders Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I greatly appreciate that. I know you could be doing many other things with your very valuable time. You've chosen to spend it with me on the podcast for the purpose of improving your leadership effectiveness. So thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. Hey, today I want to talk to you a little bit about... Um, I'm going to call it the big leap, um, and it's the transition from team member to team leader. I find so often in my coaching and consulting that uh, I'm working with a team member, or I'm sorry, I'm working with a leader that has grown, that has been promoted from a team member to a team leader. So their their very first experience in leadership is leading a team that just the day before, if you will, uh, they were a you know a standard member of that team. They were an individual contributor on that team. But now today, here they are. They are, are a leader of that team. It can be a very, very tricky uh, transition for a brand new leader, especially a rookie leader. And so I want to kind of talk you through kind of that transition and and give you some, some main points to consider as you as you make that transition. Before I jump into that, uh, a couple of quick housekeeping items. I greatly appreciate all of you all that have been utilizing our leadership calculator. Thank you so much for doing that. Here at the Credible Leadership Group, we want to do two things. We want to help you measure your leadership, and we want to help you improve your leadership. So many of you have uh, dove in and utilized the free online calculator that, uh, for the purpose of scoring, measuring your leadership. So I highly encourage you to do that, to take advantage of that. You can do so at credibleleaders.com forward slash calculator, credibleleaders.com forward slash calculator, or in the show notes of today's podcast episode. This is episode number 84. In the show notes for today's podcast episode, you will find a link to the calculator as well. But in addition to measuring your leadership, we want to enable you and equip you to improve your leadership. And for that reason, we have an online course, 30-day challenges, basically a 30-day challenge that guarantees if you do the work, if you follow the steps, and if you do the work in this 30-day challenge, you will see an improvement in your leadership capabilities. You will see an improvement in your leadership score. So be sure you take advantage of that. You can do that at credibleleaders.com forward slash accelerator. Or again, there's a link to the accelerator in the um, in the show notes for this particular podcast episode. You can head over to rookieleaders.com. This is episode number 84. Uh, you'll find the show notes there and you can find those links to the calculator as well as the accelerator. I encourage you to take advantage of both of those tools designed specifically to help you measure and improve your leadership capabilities. Now, with that said, let's let's kind of dive in to 
this big leap, this big transition from team member to team leader. Uh, and before I jump into kind of my story and my take on this topic, I do want to let you know that I've had a, a, a previously I've had a great guest on the podcast, episode number 70. We had Stacy Ashley on the podcast and we talked specifically about this transition. And so she had some great advice, some great wisdom that I would encourage you to go back and listen to that as well. In today's podcast episode, I want to kind of share my thoughts with you regarding this transition, but she had some great wisdom to share with you as well. So be sure you check that out. Episode number 70, it's a team member to team leader with Stacey Ashley. So be sure you check that out again in, in today's show notes, you'll find a link to that episode also. But let me first kind of tell you, um, one of my earliest leadership experiences in the corporate world, I found myself taking this exact same transition. If you have listened to the podcast for any length of time, you know that I mentioned that my very first professional leadership position was in 1993, and that was actually in the United States Marine Corps. When I got out of the Marine Corps and, and got myself through college, I got into the corporate world, and for a very short period of time, like three months, I was an individual contributor on a software development team, and I was not in a leadership position. And then I got promoted into a team lead position. It was a team lead position, a very small team lead, um, or a very small team, so I was just leading, um, I believe it was three other engineers, three other uh, software developers. And I did that for um, maybe about nine months to a year or so. And then I got promoted into a, a larger team lead role. Um, but in both of those cases, I was promoted into a, a leadership role of a team that previously I had been just a standard member of that team. And what I, the, the quick story I'll tell you is with the second promotion into the larger team, because again, I was getting promoted um, into a, a, a bigger leadership position, but I was promoted from within, right? I was a team member, but this position was, or, or this transition was a little bit unique in that I was now the leader over someone who was previously my boss was previously my leader and for various reasons uh, he wanted to kind of he wanted to remain a a very technical leader but not a personnel leader if you will um, a lot of engineers find themselves that way they want to be technically a leader but they don't want to be uh, from a you know uh, team member personnel standpoint, they don't want to be a leader. And that's kind of the position that he found himself in. And um, I was chosen to then be promoted into the leadership role. And so now I found myself, I was leading the team that previously I was on, but I was also leading what, what who was my former boss. Now I'm, I'm his boss technically, right? So you can see how that transition is very, very tricky. Right. Uh, for, for all, everyone involved, that kind of transition can be very, very tricky. And so what I want to do in this podcast episode, I want to share just three bullet points with you. I want to share three main points. There's lots and lots of other 
information I could give you uh, in this uh, on this topic. But really, I want to kind of boil this down as much as I can to give you three main uh, points that will help you make this transition from team member to team leader, right? You, you were at work on Friday and you were a team member, you got promoted, and now you show up on uh, to work on Monday, and now suddenly you're the leader of this team, not just a team member. And so I want to give you three uh, kind of key points to help you navigate that transition. So the first point that I want to share with you is this. The first thing that you need to do in this new promotion, in this new role as a leader, is you need to subordinate your ego. You need to recognize, recognize that the promotion you received, it's important, it's wonderful, you should celebrate it, you should be encouraged by it, motivated by it, you should be all those things, but you cannot let this promotion go to your head and give you a power trip that you think now that you're the leader, you're going to go into that team and you know, you're going to swoop in and you're going to be the authority, command and control. You're going to bark orders. They're going to follow those orders. You're going to solve all the problems. You're going to think up all the best ideas. You have to subordinate your ego such that you don't go in with that type of attitude. And, and I would say to you this, in, in all of my years of leadership and all of my experience of coaching and consulting with leaders, I'll just tell you this. I believe that ego is probably the number one downfall for leaders. If you uh, bring to me a leader that was in a leadership title in a leadership position and it went really, really badly, it, you know, there, it was a, an utter failure of some sort. I almost guarantee you that I can hone in and narrow that down to that leader's ego. I believe it's the number one downfall of leaders. And so what you have to do is you have to subordinate your ego. Again, this is a well-deserved promotion. You have worked extremely hard to get this promotion. You, you probably, you, you want this leadership position and now you've attained it. Now you've achieved it. And that's wonderful. And again, you should celebrate that, but do not let your ego run wild. Um, with, with your, your new team, right? You cannot swoop in with some type of authoritarian or some type of command and control idea of ego. And now that you have the title, you can just bark orders and they will follow them. That is not how leadership works. It simply does not work that way, especially uh, leadership that has any type of longevity, right? Any type of longevity. If, and so, that you need to recognize that is one of the things that your team members now knowing that you've been promoted to the team leader, that's one of the things that they're really, really paying attention to is how are you going to behave? What is your attitude going to be um, in those earliest of days? It, it, you know, your very first decisions or that very first project that you are leading the team through, they're going, your team members are going to be watching very, very closely. And one of the things that they are wanting to uh, assess very quickly is where does your ego stand now that you have this team lead position? This aligns very well with in our leadership equation and is utilized in our leadership calculator that I mentioned earlier. It aligns very well with the variable of motive, motive. 
Motive is addressing the question of why do you want to be a leader? And it really comes down to the perception that your team members have of your motive. Do they perceive your motives for being a leader as selfish motives or selfless motives? And if you swoop in now the new team leader, if you swoop in now with this new title and you, uh, you know, you go charging in there with all these demands and all these orders. And, and again, you're kind of using, utilizing a command and control or, or you're kind of throwing your title around a lot. Well, that ego that causes you to do that is going to persuade your team members that your motives for being a leader are selfish in nature. And once that happens, that's very difficult to then turn around. Right? And when your team members rec or, or believe your motives to be selfish, that is going to dramatically decrease your leadership effectiveness. So that's that's tip number one for you is subordinate your ego, right? You, you are in this for the team. Uh, it, the team, I always, I've said this to you before, this is my mental trigger. The team is more important than me. I, I, I literally tell myself that out loud in order to subordinate my ego. The team is more important than me. Okay, so that's tip number one, subordinate your ego. Be very, very careful that you do this from the very beginning when you get this promotion into team lead, okay? Now, tip number two. Tip number two as, is as the leader, you have to be a great listener. You've got to begin to listen to your team uh, individually, right? You've got to begin to listen to an individual team member that might be coming to you with, with some type of challenge or, or struggle or something, but also collectively as a group, as a team, you're in a team meeting, you need to be a great listener of your team. And in fact, I would say that you need to be very proactive to solicit feedback and information and input from your team members and then listen to that very, very well. So, so for instance, in, um, let's say um, your very first project that you are leading your team through, there may be some ideas that you have in your mind now, uh, and, and these may be very, very good ideas, and they may be experience-based ideas, but they're ideas that you have in your mind that in this project that you are, you know, this first project that you're leading this team through, there are some things that as a team you should do. You should do better and so forth, and it would make the project go better. Well, one of the worst things that you can do now as the new leader is, you know, go to that first kickoff meeting, that first team meeting that starts this project and just say, okay, guys, here are the five things that we're going to do different in this project. We're going to do these things different, or we're going to do them better. It would be better for you to go to that team and solicit from them, ask them, hey, guys, we're starting a brand new project here. What do you believe to be some things that we can do better in this project to make it go, you know, more smoothly or, or deliver on time or under budget or whatever it might be. You're asking the team members for those things that would make this project go better. That's a much better approach than just going to that first meeting as the team leader, kicking off this project and say, here are the five things we're going to do. Now, the reason for that is this first and foremost, your team members collectively 
they may have even better ideas than you do as an individual. Sure, you're the leader. Sure, now you have the title. You probably have the work experience and the knowledge and the skill and all that to get you to this point. But the reality is the thoughts and ideas of five people will always be better than the thought and idea of one person, right? So don't go in there thinking, well, I've got all the right answers, so here they are. You want to solicit the feedback from your team members because that provides the opportunity to for, for the team to uh, to select five different items to, to do during that project than maybe what you had originally intended. The likelihood actually is if you went into that meeting with five ideas that make the project go better, as you solicit input from those team members, the likelihood is among them, they're going to mention the same five things that you can do better that you had in your mind anyway. Okay. So it's not as if your ideas won't be implemented potentially here. They likely still will be implemented, but you will have solicited those ideas from the team rather than kind of swooping in with an ego and say, I know better. Uh, I know best. Here's the five things we're going to do. But the second part of this that makes this so very powerful is when you are listening to your team, when you're soliciting this, this feedback, this input from your team, when you're asking them in this scenario, we're asking them the questions, what are the things we can do to make this project go better? When they share those ideas with you and you discuss them as a group, as a team, and then you decide upon, yes, we're going to implement this idea. When that happens, those team members are now automatically bought into that idea because the idea was theirs, right? So they're all in. So they're fully committed now to go and implement to go and execute this idea. Whereas if you came in as the leader and said, Hey, here are five things we're going to do better in this project. They are not as likely to be committed to implementing those ideas because maybe they initially disagree with them, or maybe they don't truly understand them. And so they're just not fully committed. You may get a half-hearted effort of, uh, of accomplishing those ideas. You, you may even get sabotage. You could, they could disagree with those ideas so vehemently that you get sabotage in this case. So it's so much better to ask your team, solicit to, from them, what's the best ideas? What's the best things that we can do? Settle upon which ones as a group that you're going to implement. And then you have automatic buy-in. So again, another uh, analogy, the very first problem that your team encounters where you're the team lead. Don't go rushing into that team meeting and say, hey guys, we have a problem. Here's the best solution, let's go get it. Go into that team meeting and say, hey guys, here's the problem. What do you believe to be the best solution? Let the team members toss out those best solutions that they have, you, you debate them, you decide upon one, and now you go and execute that those team members are then bought into that idea. So you've got to listen to your team members as a brand new team leader. Now, tip number three. So, so first of all, first thing you got to do is subordinate your ego. Then you've got to begin be, be a listener of your team members. And then number three, tip number three is you have to address any dis dissension that arises about you being promoted as the leader. Now, when I say this, I want to be very, very careful. I'm not telling you to, in some type of authoritative way, and certainly not some type of rude or abrupt way, 
uh, abrasive way to go to a team member and say, look, I know you don't like me being a leader, but here's the deal. That's not at all what I am saying. But what I am suggesting to you is you need to be on the lookout for those team members who exhibit behavior that would indicate to you that in some way they disagree with your selection as the team leader, as the new team leader. It may be even that they were um, they were applying for the position of team lead, and so they you were chosen over them. So they may have this dissension in their mind around, uh, well, I believe I should be the team leader and not he be the team leader. And, and that's legitimate, right? Those kind of feelings and thoughts of your team members, they're legitimate. You need to recognize these things as legitimate and you need to address them. So you've got to be on the lookout for those individuals that might exhibit some type of dissension around the idea that you have been um, placed in, in, promoted in the leader position. If you do not address these situations when they arise, then that attitude, that dissension, it it's contagious. It's going to grow. That individual that for whatever reason doesn't believe that you should be the leader now, that is going to become contagious and that will spread to the other team members that initially didn't have a problem, didn't have an issue with you being in the team lead position. So you have to address this. Now, one of the best ways that I know to address it is you just have to have a one-on-one uh, uh, meeting, a, a one-on-one discussion with that team member that is exhibiting, you know, uh, behaviors like this. It, it it has to be in private. It has to be, you, you can't do this publicly, right? In, in a team meeting, you can't say, hey, Joe, I know you don't like the fact that I've been the, promoted to the team member, but you just got to get over it. You can't do that publicly. You've got to first have that conversation with them privately. And one of the most important things that I believe you can do in in a conversation like this uh, is acknowledge the feelings or the emotions out loud with that person. You know, so I told you the story where I was promoted to a larger team lead role, and I was actually now the boss of the person that was previously my boss. I did this somewhat naively, but I did this, I believe, um, I, I think it was leadership wisdom on my part, but I think I probably did it more out of maybe intimidation or just fear or something like that. I didn't do it because I thought to myself, wow, this is, you, you've got to do this. This is a, a really important conversation to have. I wasn't thinking that well at that time. I, I was young and uh, certainly still naive in my leadership. I didn't have near the experience or the wisdom I do today. But one of the first things that I did was I met with the team member now that, that was formerly my boss, and I met with him, and I just had a really good conversation with him and said, look, I know that this situation can now be awkward. I mean, you know, yesterday you were my boss. Today I'm your boss. I know this can be an awkward situation. I told him, I, you know, look, I want you to know I, I respect you immensely. Your technical capabilities are through the roof. You're a rock star. And, and I respect your, your technical, you know, authority here. I totally acknowledge the influence that you have over the other team members. You know, I just, I just had a conversation like that and, and just kind of out loud acknowledge the awkwardness of the situation now. 
And I believe acknowledging that um, with him, I think it kind of brings the defenses down. It lets him know that, that you know, I'm, I'm not coming in here with some type of power play or anything like that. Uh, I was, again, I was very explicit to say how much I respected him uh, and, and even talked about how much I needed him and his influence and his expertise and, and, and so forth. And so, uh, again, it was just a, I had the meeting, I, I believe, kind of out of fear or maybe intimidation in some way, but but it was a really good way to address any pot, possible dissension. Now, I should also say he didn't show any kind of signs of dissension. Um, and in fact, I had that meeting with him on day one. So I really didn't even give him an opportunity to exhibit any kind of behavior like that. Um, but you've, you have to address these. There are team members on your team that may show signs of a disagreement that you are now the leader um, and you need to have a meeting with them and address that. Uh, probably one of the most common here is that you have two team members that both applied for the team lead position. You were selected. The other person wasn't. Especially if they start showing, you know, behavior that would, you know, align with disagreement of you being the leader, you've got to have that meeting with them and say, hey, look, I know you're probably really, really disappointed that you weren't selected as the team leader. Right? You, you, you're out loud acknowledging that, uh, that emotion, that a feeling that, that that person is probably uh, feeling. And, and you're saying, look, I, I, I know you're probably disappointed by that. Um, I want you to know that you're a valuable team member here. And, and even though I was selected as the team lead, I need you, this team needs you in the role that you're in. And right, you want to you uh, explain all of that to them. But, but one of the first things that you're doing there is you're expressing to them that you recognize the feelings or the emotions that they may be experiencing. And if you're wrong a little bit about that, then a lot of times they will correct that for you. And that's okay. I mean, again, you may say, look, I know that you, you you're probably a, a bit disappointed that you didn't get selected as a team lead. And, and that person may say, well, no, no, I'm not disappointed. I'm angry about it. I, I, I get it. I know. I know you really wanted this. I'm, you're still acknowledging that emotion or that feeling. But the number one thing to, to say to you here in, in bullet number three here, point number three, is that you have to address these behaviors of dissension when they do arise uh, because again it's it's contagious it's going to spread throughout the rest of the team if you don't address that with those team members so that's um, again i could talk for days on this very tricky transition from team member to team leader but those are the three points that i wanted to share with you um, and uh, just kind of keep you focused on subordinate, subordinate your ego, listen to your team members, and address any behaviors of dissension for you now being the team leader. Those are the three uh, topics or three points that I want to share with you and keep you focused on during this very tricky transition from team member to team leader. I certainly hope that has helped you with that. Hey, again, be sure you check out the show notes for today's episode. This is episode number 84. You can head over to rookieleaders.com. Episode number 84, The Big Leap, uh, going from member to leader. And uh, so, again, I've got links there to episode number 70. That was with Stacey Ashley. Also, I have links to our uh, to 
measure your leadership with our calculator and also improve your leadership with our accelerator. So be sure you check that out. And until I speak to you again next time, I want you to know that I love you because that's what leaders do and be blessed and lead well. This episode of the Rookie Leaders Podcast has ended, but never fear. You can find other binge-worthy podcasts and episodes at rookieleaders.com. If you like this episode, please rate and write a review in iTunes. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. And remember to share this episode with your friends and colleagues looking for leadership lessons of their own. We appreciate your support. For more great leadership content, head over to credibleleaders.com.